being real and authentic and vulnerable is cool. (laughs) (laughs) I've been hosting the We Are Netflix podcast for, I don't know, over four years. And it's kind of funny being a voice to the company, a public voice. The people that I actually engage with that don't know me, but do know my voice from the show are people that are interviewing at Netflix. And of course, some of those people become employees. So pretty regularly now I get a chat in Slack at work that says, Hey, I just started. Thank you so much for the podcast. Thanks for doing it. And it's kind of a splattering from all over the company. It's a total, a total blast. My guest today is Dixita Limbacha. She recently started at Netflix, and we were actually talking, I think, before she started, or right after she got the offer, she reached out to me, and I said, well, when you, when you get your account, say hi to me on Slack. And we've had a couple of one-on-ones now, and it's kind of neat to see someone just starting out at Netflix. And so while we were talking, she brought up something that was kind of appropriate to this podcast. Quick introduction to yourself so that I've got it on recording. Pronounce your name fully. Hi, my name is Dixita Limbaccia. And? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's okay. That's fine. That's fine. Should I say that I work at Netflix? Sure, we're colleagues at Netflix. How long have you been at Netflix? I am a department assistant at Netflix, and I am uh, currently in San Francisco right now, and I'm just having a conversation with Lyle. You've been here from, you've been at Netflix for a month. So you just asked me something about creativity though. Yes. What are you feeling about creativity for yourself? Yeah. So I think one of the things that I guess has been eating away at me is I have this itch to be creative in some type of way. And, and I don't know what that really means. And I think one of the reasons why I'm not actually trying to figure out what that itch is or trying to figure out what that really means is. I have this like fear of what folks are going to say and and I guess it's like that judgment that I might get. And I am so curious about people who are able to like kind of go after the creative endeavors and how they do it so unapologetically. And you know, hearing about you just doing this podcast, being able to talk to folks, putting your content out there. I guess what I'm asking is like how are you able to do this? And, and not care about what other people say and really just follow what you want to do because voices in my head sometimes are saying maybe you don't want that kind of attention. And it's better to kind of sway away from all of that and not do it at all. Well, first off, I totally care what people think and I am way concerned about that. And and I think that part of the reason why, like I'll have a conversation with somebody an hour and a half or something that's really intense and great. And I'm totally, oh, this is going to be a great podcast. This is perfect. I'll just record. I'll just put some music in the front of it and introduce the person. And then that's it. And then um, three hours later, I'm still editing the podcast because I made a mistake in a phrasing or we talked about something that might come across wrong when I reheard it or the person that's speaking or I am uh, putting too many ums and ahs in between to space, right? So I start changing it, editing it. And that's part of the creative process in the sense that I want to make the best thing I can, that perfectionism. But of course, you know, 
perfectionism will stop you from producing, right? It will stop you from, from doing the thing. And then I'm posting on Facebook and, and I'm looking at the stats of it and I'm judging myself the entire time. Is this valid? Part of this is that only some people will like the work you do and that's okay. Like it doesn't matter in that regard. Now, so, but that's about being a public in your creativity. You don't have to be public in your creativity. You can make stuff and not share it at all. And that's fine as well. There's nothing, there's nothing that makes us need to share it with other people, right? So why do you, like, why are you connecting with being creative and also sharing with people? I think, and, and that's a great, that's a great point you brought up because I didn't even think about that. Like, you can be creative and keep it for yourself. I think that maybe because I've grown up around this generation of, like, social media, like, everything you do has to be put out on either Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, right? And it's, like, how you display that kind of creativity, I guess, like, for me, the, the, I, I, at this point, associate creativity with being public and putting it out there. And that's, Whoa. like, the identity that you have to, like, that's your identity that you surround it by. Because if you didn't post it, did you do it? You know? <laughs> yeah. A, a, friend of mine, a friend of mine years ago quoted me as saying, if it's not on the Internet, it doesn't exist. Exactly. I, I said that at one point, right? <laughs> and then, you know what? That started out as a joke. That I remember that was something that was trending on sure. like Twitter for so long. It's like, well, I didn't really work out if I didn't post a picture about it, right? I mean, but right. at the end of the day, I will still do it. I guess it's like that kind I have to unlearn that for someone who has grown up around social media and 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 seeing the impact of like, oh, I guess I do want that instant gratification. Mm-hmm. But I guess what I'm starting to learn now now that I'm I'm getting a little bit older and, and trying to figure out what my headspace is, is that I have to reserve parts for myself. And there's things that I want to, you know, really own that I don't want anyone else's kind of negativity to get in the way with it. Not saying that that's always the case, but I think part of me also wants to understand that if I do decide to share something, like I'm deathly afraid of the judgment. Yeah. And it kind of almost makes me feel like, why did you even share it in the first place? You should have kept it to yourself. Well, then there's a second part of this, who you share with, whether it's yourself or share a little bit. I think, I think having other people see it, there is something about creativity and having an experience of people looking at it that extends it from your skills and your own thoughts to affecting somebody else. And that's part of creativity. But you also don't have to do that to the world or you don't have to do that to people that aren't going to be on your side and trust and, and support you. Cause I think the truth is the feeling you have about being creative. Everybody has that feeling. I have that feeling. Yeah. And so I, I want to surround myself with a bit of support. That's like, yeah, that's great. That's cool. Right. And so finding that group is, it makes a lot of sense. I think, and I think the traditional, I think that's a pretty common tact when you're creative, you know, people that are really into a certain type of creativity, let's say someone who's really into a certain style of clothing, right? They start talking to other people that, ha- that like that style of clothing and they're talking about modifying it this way or that way, right? So you, you start getting excited about the process of the learning about being creative by having a community that's kind of into the same thing. What kind of stuff have you done in the past in creativity? Like what kind of things do you like to do? Well, I do like to video edit. I do love to, I do love to, I did do podcasting at one point and I, and I think now I'm gravitating more towards, um, 
I, I, I like styling. I love clothes. I love being able to express myself in all these different types of of you know garments whether it's my traditional Indian clothing that I wear or whether it's like you know western clothing that I wear I find that I've been really able to come into my own and be confident with the clothes that I wear but I'm so glad that you touched on like you know you have to surround yourself with folks that are kind of like similar to that my limitation in this sense and I think a lot of people can resonate with this is the pandemic has very much screwed this over. And so I didn't come into this realization of, okay, I have this creative itch until it was the pandemic. You know, let's go back to 2020. I'm bored out of my mind. You know, I'm working and I'm like, okay, now I need time to figure out where I can take all this, like, you know, this energy that I want to have into something that's meaningful. And so that's when I started thinking like, okay, let's find a creative outlet. Once I did that kind of like there's a disconnect because I can't just go out and see folks who are kind of like me or I can't go like hit up someone and like, oh, let's go thrift shopping together or let's go find clothes because that that human condition of actually wanting to meet with someone is no longer existent. Right. And so at this point, it's like, yes, I still have that inkling. Yes, I still want to connect with folks. But this whole virtual world that we're in makes it so much harder. And now you and, and you also have to realize that a lot of what life is is very much what your online life is. Mm, yeah. And as a as a person that's into fashion, that's a really hard one to do without mm. people. Like that's the whole thing is being exactly. around people and, and yeah, that's that's challenging. That's yeah, and that's a that's something that I guess like it's our next battle. Yeah. And that, that we have to find ways around. And, and you are in, you are, sorry to cut you off. You're in yeah. such a great city for a thrift shop ho- hopping. <laughs> I mean, San Francisco and the Bay Area just is full of these wonderful places. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's what the, I'm like that one street away from that. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it's called Hate Street. It has all these amazing thrift stores and just like it's, it's relics of the past. They're open though, right? You could go there. They're open. Okay. But it's like, yeah, you, yeah, you can buy these clothing, clothings, but what makes it, what makes, I guess for me, fashion worth pursuing is doing it with other people that you care about. Because at the end of the day, I feel like life going at it alone is, is just, yes, you can do it, but it's life is worth living when it's with others that you care about doing the same thing with, right? Yeah. I love my family. That's why I want to do life with my family. Just like these creative endeavors, I want to do it with folks that are similar in that path. Yeah. And I mean, until then, my biggest, my biggest, you know, fear is really putting myself out there and, and not having to beat myself up about whether or not is this a mistake. I is, If this is a mistake of whether or not I should put myself out there or not. But I think like, I think I come from a place. I, I think I come from a time now where people are are more accepting of mm-hmm. whether you try to do something and you fail, and they're a lot more empathetic to that. But who knows? The internet can be sometimes a scary place. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll, I think part of this endeavor of doing something every day, this fun a day concept, one of those core pieces is that. When you do something repetitively over and over and over again, and you're doing them quickly just to make sure you practice that muscle, you've got to accept that some of them are just going to suck. Like, that's just part of it. And once you kind of go, well, 
okay, it's a learning experience and let's keep going. Great. I don't think as an introduction to fun a day, my podcast series is a really good one because I happen to be pretty good at making episodes of podcasts. Like I've got, you know, 20 years experience, lots of shows. But I think when I was doing um, when I was doing my my book of watercolors, which I'm not very good watercolors, but I decided to do a watercolor uh, of a flower every single day. When I find that book, it's nothing to write home about. Like it's just it's just a person that can kind of draw painting. But it did, you know, got me more excited about the experience and it, you know, practiced my ability to understand negative space and all the things that you pick up when you're doing uh, an art form. So I also think the entire time we should be calling it practice. We should be thinking about our creative endeavors as as a, a practice and an expression. And I think it's true that I just had a great conversation with Janine Chadwick, who's been running a theater company in Ben Loman. It's a few episodes back now. Um for little for little kids and these productions are wonderful and people regularly after a show will say to her or other people we got to get this we have to do this with this we have to make this different and the truth is it doesn't have to be like what we see on television what we see on netflix right it doesn't have to be this other professional level it can just be this wonderful experience of people getting together and enjoying the process of being creative like you trying to find someone that's into fashion and can walk through spaces you don't have to then also produce a fashion show and then get on the red carpet or all the, the targets that we might put on ourselves. I'm really curious, this idea that you kind of feel like you're embodying this idea that if it's not on the Internet, it doesn't matter or it's like, how do you how do you get over that? That seems challenging. It is challenging. It, it very much is. And I think I'm, I'm working on it. That's what the thing is. I think. For me, at least, my my relationship with social media, it's it's at least, it's way better than what it was maybe five or six years ago. And, you know, I very much embody that, well, if I didn't, if I didn't post it, it didn't happen, right? And I think there there was this really great trend going around, around, and it was, you know, you take these Instagram pictures and people tell the background of that story, Right. It's like, you know, you see this amazing, beautiful water sunset, these people smiling in the picture, and it looks like picture perfect. It looks like the perfect day. And this woman is describing how terrible of a day it was. Like, she just, you know, ultimate heartbreak, that was a fake smile, nothing happened right. And it was a hundred pictures until they got that, like, perfect sunset picture. And I think that really kind of shattered or like not shattered, but like kind of rose colored glasses came off where I've had those moments of these images that I'm taking. It's not always happy go lucky, you know, and when you hear I I think a lot of the times that we hear about when we have our own tragedies and our own setbacks, you know, we 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 don't tend to share them and we don't feel safe to share them. And until someone else does. Then you reflect on your own and like, yes, I 100% agree with you. Like, I've had these same experiences, but I want to post it because I want to put my best foot forward, right? Yeah. And when it comes to like having to put these, having to judge whether or not I want to post something because I want to show that I've done it or I haven't done it, it was challenging at the beginning, but because of those experiences of that trend and seeing other people even like these um, like verified folks and, and these celebrities that are also getting involved, 
you start to realize that everybody has everybody 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 goes through challenges and we are all mimicking the same thing where we're trying to put our best foot forward but in all honesty what kind of ties us together is because is this idea of that we're trying to be perfect all the time and yeah. we need to we, we need to collectively stop doing that i'm not saying that it's not it's always like that but i think that trend really sh- uh, shed light on there is beauty in struggling and sharing that struggle and what it, and that's what helps you connect with other people that's lovely <laughs> it took a long time to get here <laughs> i i definitely had to take my insecurities to get to the secure place and when it comes to now when I post, I do it with intention and I do it knowing that I am not trying to be this perfect person that I'm not. And I and I think that's the intention that I didn't have before. So I'll give you an example of something I'll post. Like maybe I'll go out for a walk and go to a coffee shop and, and take a picture of this beautiful decor. Way back when, I probably would have taken that picture, cropped it, though, so you only see like this beautiful door that has these vines and and it's very aesthetic but now i'm just like okay if i take this picture have the exit sign in there have the trash can in there (laughs) be a little bit more real yeah yeah be like being real and authentic and vulnerable is cool (laughs) (laughs) are you are you posting on instagram is that where these these go mostly are you facebook but i will say this We touched on this uh, earlier where we was like, you know, why don't you just post for yourself? And why why don't you capture these moments? Post for yourself? Create for yourself. Not post, but right. Create for yourself. Yes. I feel like such a Gen Zer. Oh, my God, Lyle. You're probably like, I'm never talking to her again. No, no. I have the same issues and problems with with figuring out when to do things and how to be public. Why I want to be public. Okay, go on. You were saying. Yeah, of course. Um. But I actually, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the app called Visco. Oh, yeah, sure. Visco beautiful photo. Beautiful photo. I, I, and great, beautiful app, too. It's, it's, like a, it's like a really good, high-quality photo app for your phone. Exactly. And, that, and that's exactly what it is. And, and I love that they're able to, like, they have a lot of, um, the following is very much people who are, like, amateurs that want to, like, like make a statement, but they're not amateurs. They're like underdogs. Sorry. That's what I was to say. They're underdogs. They're making a statement. And I've been able to follow some amazing people and I made my own account and I post on here for me. And I only, and the nice thing is they eradicated the whole likes, the right. following all. I mean, they do have follow, but no likes. You can't tell who, how many people have liked it. And it tends to be very much like interpersonal. Yeah, you, because you don't have that algorithmic feedback of people and the dopamine scores of people liking or commenting all that, it exactly. then just becomes about the piece instead of about the people talking about the piece. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's exactly what it is. And I love that. I've been able to share it with about five or six people, and that's all I have. Like, my, my visco is to folks that I really care about. And I love when they're just like, I loved that you posted that picture of, you know, your nails <laughs> and, like, thanks. and like no photoshop no filter nothing just like my nasty nail bits and like my outgrown nails and i'm like i just like that picture and i wanted to post it for me and no one else and i guess those are the time like uh, 
small parts where I'm able to be creative. But yeah, I think more than anything from this conversation, Lyle, I think you've made me you've made me want to be introspective and reflective on why do I need to share it? I don't have to share it. It's for me at the end of the day. As long as I'm feeling fulfilled in this sense, then I don't need to share it with others. Or if I do, I gotta, that's a whole other topic that I need to figure out, that thick skin of, of, of what's yeah. happening. But I think my intentions are there. And, and I think that I'm wholeheartedly posting it now or creating now for myself more than anything. But that's it's still awesome. a journey. It's still a journey. So Well, we'll I hope for you that you're able to find a group of people that can go uh, thrift shop shopping with you um, because that's a great experience. Do you want to come with me? <laughs> <laughs> Maggie and I were just talking about going to Palo Alto uh, relatively soon because there's some great shops there. Yeah. But at the same time, every time I go into public spaces right now, I'm going, does it make sense at this point to do that exactly. or not? Exactly. It's tricky. It's really it's tricky, tricky too. I will say this. Um, thrift shopping here is great, but it's a whole different ballgame. I'm, I'm, I'm from Michigan. I'm a Michigander. I'm putting up my hand right now with the mitten right here. <laughs> and I will say that like thrifting has definitely become too... Like it's it's to the point where I might as well just buy something brand new if that makes mm. sense. Like this, you got to find here, different stores. Yeah, it's finding different stores. But when every time I try to go home, and this is more so more so during the summer, that thrift shopping is it really is helping people like be sustainable in that sense, which is like yeah. okay, you can buy gently used clothes, but at the price that it should be. Like I, there's this huge Salvation Army store in my hometown and there's a whole bunch of small little thrift stores around it and i'm here grabbing like blazers and 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 like oversized dad shirts all for like 50 cents right and here the scene is so different it's it's like you're talking about in downtown san francisco right or you're talking about san francisco you're gonna get out a little bit and go into the silicon valley area and go out into the mountains and go down the coast Do do you have a car i don't Oh, that's hard. Oh, yeah, it's hard to get around that way. Yeah, you know what? I thought Freaking about California. Getting a, I, I've been I've been thinking about getting a car, but the amount of times I've seen like cars down the street where they have signs like "Please don't break my window." There's nothing in here. It's not a good city for cars. That's true. It's not a good city for cars. So at this point in time, I'm walking or busing it. That's good. Other than that, I I hope that I I can. I went to Portland not too long ago, and this. Thropping, uh, thrift shopping scene there was pretty good. Yeah, so, I definitely. I, I, you're right. I need to get out of the San Francisco downtown area because I need to. I know there's good stuff out there. I oh, see sure, all sure. these people all the time talking about, oh, I thrifted this amazing like pleather jacket or or yeah. these nice clogs, and I'm like, okay, I need to go where they're going. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting with me and for doing this on recording. That's really nice of you. We were just doing a one-on-one conversation, and I was like, let's record this. So yes. I appreciate you saying yes. yes. <laughs> oh, 100%, of course. I love always chatting with you. And thank you for having me. I, I, I love that we're able to connect even though we've never met in person. But I feel like I've known you my whole life. Because <laughs> <laughs> the We Are Netflix podcast? <laughs> yeah. uh, for the folks that don't know this, but I was interviewing for Netflix and 
the person that helped me really get to know Netflix is Lyle through his velvet butter voice and, and helping me understand how Netflix culture works. So thank you for this so much. And you're still here for a month now. I'm still here for a month. Oh my, I'm, I hope this honeymoon phase doesn't end. I, I know it's not. I know. It's I've been not. here almost nine years and it hasn't for me. Oh, we love to see long-term relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Even with companies? (laughs) Even with companies. All right. right, Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you, too. Bye.